Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse joining you from Guardian Spring Training in beautiful Goodyear, Arizona. As the Guardians start to wind down spring training, they have a busy day here on Saturday. If you're tuned to this on the Guardians Radio Network, a couple of games today for the Guardians. They'll have a split squad over in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Complex, taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then a night game here against the Seattle Mariners, the team they'll open the season with in less than two weeks now. That's a 6.05 first pitch local time, 9.05 back in Cleveland. So uh, things progressing nicely with uh, not too many days left here in Goodyear as they start to wind things down and get ready for the 2023 season. Really good show lined up for you today, and uh, we hope you can stay with us in the second half of our program. We will hear from new first baseman DH Josh Bell as uh, he certainly fills a need in terms of power on this uh, lineup. And we'll talk to Josh about hitting and also adjusting to a new ball club. We'll also hear from young center fielder Petey Halpin, who's in minor league camp but has had a chance to play a lot of major league games in uh, the Cactus League schedule for the Guardians. And we'll visit with Stephen Kwan, last year's third-place finisher in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. And uh, he seems pointed toward a big second season as he gets ready for the 2023 campaign. So that's all in the second half of our show. We'll take a time out here, and when we come back, we will fill you in on a special event that took place here at the complex yesterday morning. 31 young players from Latin America and beyond received their high school diplomas. It was a full-on high school graduation here at the Guardians Complex and what a special day it was for some young men who worked really hard to pick up their high school degrees, which they did not have at the time that they were signed. We'll have more on that and fill you in with some special guests like owner and chairman Paul Dolan, also Anna Bolton, the assistant director of player development and education, and John Kenzie Noel, one of the players who received his diploma yesterday. That's all coming up shortly as we get rolling with Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Baseball, basketball, pickleball. Those are sports, and people love sports. If you love sports, you should know this. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Does saving have anything to do with sports? No. The people love sports, so I'm yelling sports out. Hockey, swimming, golf. Not all sports have the word ball in there, so save big when you switch to Progressive. Go, sports teams. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from spring training and the Goodyear Complex for the Cleveland Guardians, which yesterday, if he didn't know any better, would seem like your local high school in June at a graduation ceremony. That's what they turned a classroom here into. And I would say about 100 people were on hand to witness 31 players receive their high school diplomas. These are players from Latin America who were signed at the age of 16. So if you do the math, they're not yet done with high school. And because they're eligible to be signed at 16, if you're from Latin America, well, a lot of them were signed and began their professional baseball careers not having finished high school. But the Guardians have put great education programs in place to help these young men not only become better baseball players, but also earn that high school diploma. And I can't tell you how proud these young men were to receive their diplomas yesterday. And so many people from the minor league player development side of things were on hand, teammates were on hand, and also many members of the major league coaching staff were on hand to witness the graduation ceremonies. It, it really was a, a neat event, and leading off with the commencement address was Guardians owner and chairman Paul Dolan. We had a chance to visit with him afterward, and we asked Paul what it meant to him to be a part of the ceremony allowing 31 players to receive their high school diplomas. I mean, today's graduation just made me extraordinarily proud of our organization. I mean, as I said to the group, winning the World Series is our number one priority, but we want to do it the right way. And this is an example of how we do it the right way by making sure anyone involved in our organization is successful. In this case, you know, by graduating 31 and actually 61 uh, Dominican young men uh, from high school. When you got involved in this business, owning a baseball team, did you ever think this would be a part of it? No, I didn't have any understanding that we would be involved in high school education for, um, in the uh, Dominican Republic, but I'm really proud of the fact that we are. Um, I think this is a difference maker for us, and it re represents what we stand for. How does it come about when, when you start trying to make a bigger impact in the Dominican Republic from a playing standpoint, but then this comes about. It, the people we have on the ground understand that our mission is to do right by the people that uh, we interact with, and th they're the ones who developed the education program, and they're the ones who pushed it, and they're the ones who made it successful. A lot of young players there who who knows if, if they ever reach the big leagues, but there's one guy who did. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez gets his diploma. I have a hunch he, he probably felt about as good a about that as maybe some other things he's done in the last six months? It was another great Spongebob moment. Uh, we, we didn't play the his walk-up song for the uh, commencement address, but it, but it was a really nice moment for him and for the 30 other young men who graduated. I think they were all very, very proud. One of the young men who received his high school diploma yesterday was outfielder John Kenzie Noel. You may remember that name from Major League Camp earlier in the spring. He's now on the minor league side, but continuing to work his way toward the major league level. A big young man with tremendous power who's had some big home run seasons in the minor leagues. And when we caught up with John Kenzie after the ceremony, he explained why it was so important to earn that high school diploma. I mean, you know, it's a man uh, for me and my family. It's another step, you know. Uh, what was the most difficult part, you think? Nah, nothing, you know, just put the hard work. They send you put in the in the game, let's say, you know, but you got to focus first in your class, you know, and the school, 
and after that you can go play baseball. So now I'm going to stay focused, you know, play baseball now. So. And did you have help from the teammates who are here today? Did any of them help you guys and you kind of work together on things or was it really an individual thing? No, yeah, we go together though. Yeah, a lot. So in Dominican, we started like in Dominican and we finish in, you know, in, in United States. So, you know, it's something special for us. When you signed with Cleveland, did you think this would be a part of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was... Uh, you know, 14 years, you know, I was in my school and, and outside and they, and they tell me, so you got to finish your class first, you know, your school and, and I finish though, you know, and now, like I say, now I'm going to stay focused in my game. What does your family think? You know, they proud, you know, we got, I got my staff uh, sister, she did it like before, so I, I think I'm the second one, so they happy though. Any course harder than others? Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. All the same? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Boy, kudos to John Kenzie Noel, a young man who didn't know English at all before he was signed by Cleveland and now doing interviews without the need of a translator. And uh, good for him and the 30 others, not only players, but also two members of the player development staff, coaches who went back and got their high school diplomas through the Guardians education program. The farm director for the Cleveland Guardians is Rob Serfolio, and he explains why it's such a key part of their development process, what happened yesterday. Yeah, I think Mr. Dolan touched on it beautifully in his commencement speech at the beginning of how important it is to be not only a great baseball player, but a great person in the community, a great person for your family. And I think the work that Anna Bolton, Allie Ayers, our entire education department does throughout the entire course of the year, and huge credit to them, our players. The coursework on its own, much less battling through the COVID years and doing a lot of this work remote, I just speaks volumes to the types of characters we have, both in our players and our staff. And it is truly a special day to watch these guys uh, have a culmination of all that work. Does this happen during the season while they're trying to manage uh, practices and early work and games? It does, and especially in our DR Academy where we have morning games, we practice, and then our education team puts on classes in the afternoon for sometimes coaches, most times players, and then out here as well with a lot of our English class and continued education programs and at the affiliates. So this is a program that touches all parts of the organization from top to bottom. And two coaches were part of this. Yes, yes they were, which is pretty exciting. I know we have several others that are currently involved and hopefully will be parts of future classes, but just again shows the type of people and their desire to learn and help our organization. Great stuff. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. That's Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development. Anna Bolton is the Assistant Director of Player Development and Education. And uh, really, when you look at what happened yesterday, she is such a big part of that. We had a chance to visit with her and talk about the impact the Guardians are having on young men, not only on the field, but off the field. The graduation is always my favorite day of the whole year. Um, it's sometimes it's the most nervous that you see these guys you know they'll get in a batter's box without many nerves or they'll face you know home run hitters as pitchers without any nerves but they were kind of antsy and anxious at the beginning um and it was excited it was fun for me it's always fun for me to see the nerves trans transition into excitement and um 
pride when they see how happy their teammates and coaches and staff are for them and for their achievement. Um, so it's just always just really, really special to be able to share that day with the players. And just for background for fans, uh, they may see Augie Rivero a lot now. You were Augie before Augie. Um, and you transitioned uh, to the education part, which is so much a part of your background growing up. Uh, when you had this idea to make this happen, I mean, it goes back a ways, but it kind of coincided with the start of a great complex in the Dominican Republic for the Guardians. How did you get it going? What, what are the first steps to make this happen and make it a really good comprehensive program for these kids? Oh, that's a great question, Rosie. Um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. We so we started off by finding a high school partner in the Dominican Republic um, to work to collaborate with to provide these players with a pathway to graduation. Um, but what was really essential in making this program successful was the support that we got from from the Guardians, from the entire organization. That beautiful complex that we've built in the Dominican Republic is um, we have four classrooms in there with a lot of technology um, that we can use for their online classes and I had full support in hiring a teaching staff that could support the students in their learning not just in the Dominican Republic but also they're working with the students remotely when they're at the affiliates when they're in Arizona um, so it was a lot of work, a lot of collaboration from not just leadership, but also especially like on the ground with the Dominican staff as well, just getting things going and getting things executed and giving us the space and the resources that we need to basically run a school. We have we have up to 30 players enrolled in classes at, at a time sometimes. And just to so fans know how far they have to go, they're signed at 16 how much schooling do they have left to complete their degree work? Yeah, so a lot of them just have two years left. Like, it's pretty common that they'll get through through their sophomore year and they'll just have junior and senior year left. Um, but it's also, there's also a good number who have had to leave school earlier than that. A lot of them train in um, facilities with trainers away from their hometown. And so they stop going to school sometimes as early as 12. Um, so it's we have some students enroll in eighth grade, and it's an accelerated program. So once they enroll in eighth grade, it, they can finish it in three years. Um, so it's anywhere between one and three years that they have to finish. When you look at, at someone like a John Kenzie Noel, we just heard from him, and, and he said it was a factor in signing with Cleveland because he knew about that program. Are you seeing that? And maybe you're not the right person to ask, but can that be a factor for a young man when they decide which team to sign with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, one of the international scouting department has been huge in supporting us and advocating for our work. Um, a lot of what they're doing when they're talking to, I mean, they're talking to young men at, and their families at 14 and 15 years old and one of the selling points that they use is that is showing them our education program because sometimes when many oftentimes the player is very interested in finishing his education but more often it's the parent that's really um that's really excited about their player being able to finish their education so they we start pitching that to them you know at a, as soon as we can when when we're when we're looking to um 
to get commitments from young signees. So along those lines, fast forwarding to yesterday, uh, timing and distance made it hard for mom and dads to be here. But you had access to the Zoom, which was going back to the DR. Uh, what did you see there and, and what were some of the reactions? It was really exciting. We had, so we had 32 graduates and we could see on the Zoom that's about 60 something people joined the Zoom and a lot of the players confirmed that their families were watching. Um, and I got confirmation from a couple of the families that they were uh, uh, videos of them watching their TV screen with the Zoom on it and sitting at home and cheering and celebrating for their graduates. So it was really special because some of these guys graduated as far back as 2020 and we just haven't had an opportunity to celebrate them because of the pandemic so and they displayed a tremendous amount of perseverance um as did students across the world in graduating in the midst of a global pandemic um and their parents you know had a lot of patience with the process as we were figuring things out um so it was it was really special that they were able to join remotely and I really hope that they were able to see uh, how much support and care we have for their players when they're in another country hundreds of miles away thousands of miles away in in Arizona so it was really special for them to be able to join. It was a great day congratulations to you for putting it all together and then being a major part of that thanks Anna. Thank you Rosie. Now thanks to Anna for stopping by and I think if if you had a chance to, to see any photos or anything like that on social media yesterday, the joy in the young men's faces uh, after they received their diplomas, it really was uh, a neat event here at the Goodyear Complex. Well, we'll take a time out, and when we come back, we'll visit with Josh Bell, the big first baseman who was a major offseason signing for Cleveland. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Lancer with us. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and Guardian Spring Training. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our weekly show, and thanks as always for tuning in. So many different ways you can pick up our program, of course, on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Usually drops mid-afternoon, Saturdays, depending on the broadcast of that week's game. And, and we actually have a couple of Saturdays here where there is no radio coverage of exhibition games. And uh, we certainly hope you enjoy the shows each week as we bring you a little bit closer to the players and coaches that make it happen heading into the 2023 season. You can also hear our show in podcast form. That usually drops the next day or maybe later on Saturday night. Or you can go to cleguardians.com and uh, listen to the show there and pick up all the archived editions there as well. One of the new players in camp for the Guardians, a real nice sign in the offseason, big first baseman Josh Bell, who's had a fine career both with Pittsburgh and then Washington and San Diego a year ago, now with the Guardians, and he brings some power as a switch hitter, as many as 37 home runs in a season. He had that big year, the all-star season with Pittsburgh back in 2019 with 37 home runs, 116 driven in, and uh, certainly fills a need in that lineup 
for Cleveland from a power perspective. We had a chance to visit with him earlier this spring, and here's how that went. Joshua, a new ball club. I know you've changed teams a couple of times, but um, how has this gone in terms of getting to know people and, and uh, feeling comfortable with a new team? No, it's been great. Um, I think that that's a good opportunity for me to have in spring training. Um, you know, just meeting everyone, trying to get everyone's names down uh, before the season starts and before camp breaks. Um, the atmosphere here has been incredible. Tito does a great job of establishing what he wants from, from players, and, uh, you know, we, we try our hardest to, you know, adhere to that. And you have some good perspective on being with some teams that, that struggled, other teams, playoff team last year. Um, what are you seeing in here that, that gives you a real – uh, cause for hope that this could be a, a real positive season. No, I'm pumped. I mean, I, I feel like uh, both sides of the ball, um, the attention to detail in regards to, you know, first pitch strikes with, with pitchers. They have multiple pitches. You got T-Mac, you have Bieber, um, Plezak. I've seen really good things from. Um, obviously, you have Savali. Um, you know, I, I feel like winning teams um, all start with starting pitchers. Um, when you have three, four, five guys that can really command the ball, um, command the strike zone. Um, you know, it, it takes a load off of the offense, and then you look at our offense, and it's incredible. So, uh, you know, we have, you know, both sides of the ball ready to go this year. I'm pumped to see what happens. When you look at your game, uh, no shift this year, and I know all your bats at-bats don't come from the left side, but certainly enough do. Um, how do you think that, that might impact your game? No, I'm pumped. I, I feel like uh, I haven't played that kind of baseball since the, the minor leagues. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, have a runner at first base and only see a second baseman over there. Um, I'm excited to get rewarded for, for pull side ground balls um, just a little bit more this year. Um, obviously, as a power guy, you never really want to hit the ball on the ground. But when you do, especially when you hit it hard, you want to be rewarded um, occasionally. So. I think that it's going to help a lot of lefties out, um, and I, I think that it's going to put a lot of, of pressure on the defense. So the, the type of baseball that we play, we run hard, we steal bases, it's going to put even more pressure on them. When you look at, at trying to improve throughout your career, obviously you've had some different hitting coaches. Uh, a new set of eyes here, how can that be helpful for you? I, I think it's been great so far. Um, this is this is one of the first times where I, I've – really uh, diving in um, to uh, like the mechanical side of uh, like how my body works. Been working with Joe in the weight room, been working with Chris, they're kind of on the same page um, in regards to how my body moves, what I need to do for activation, how it's going to play in the game. So I think that you know, we still have a, a few more weeks of camp, but if I can find that perfect routine to where my body feels like it's ready to go, um, when, whenever the season starts, I'm going to you know, get off to a really good start. I know you're born and raised in Texas, but plenty of time in Pittsburgh, very similar town to Cleveland. Uh, does that help and, and some personal side things help with the comfortability factor of where you're going to be playing your home games? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I know the, the area fairly well. Um, pretty much played there for the, the first half of my career, at least, you know, an hour and a half away in, in Pittsburgh. So uh, I'm excited to get back up there and excited to play in some cool games because um, I always feel like the advantage uh, goes to the hitter there. So. I'm pumped for that, and, and we'll see how we start out. Well, fun to talk baseball in uh, many different areas, especially the hitting side of things with Josh Bell, who figures to be a, a real key addition to this year's ball club. Another key player on the ball club, 
Outfielder Stephen Kwan, a great rookie season a year ago. We will hear from Stephen in the last portion of our show in just a little bit, but wanted to get to an interview with a young player who has been in minor league camp since it began in uh, late February, early March, right around that time. P.D. Halpin, a former third-round draft pick back in that 2020 draft, has been coming over and appearing in many of the Major League exhibition games, even though he is not in Major League camp. And that's significant for a young player because uh, they're not in the Major League clubhouse working out with the Major League team every day. They're doing it over on the minor league side here in Goodyear. And uh, that can be a, a night and day difference just from the standpoint of where you are in your career. Now, they get all the same or, or at least very similar access to, to the great facilities and analytics and technology. But uh, it is a, a big deal for a young player to come over and participate in the Major League Spring Training Games. And that happened a lot, especially early in the spring, for Petey Halpin. And uh, we had a chance to visit with him and talk about those experiences. It means a lot, you know, the organization giving me trust and backing up those games and being around the big league team means a lot. It's a, you know, really good opportunity to learn from every everyone, the coaching staff, the guys, the players, and, you know, they, they really make you feel like a, a part of the team for that day, and, you know, no one's going out of their way to try to big league you or, you know, make you feel like you shouldn't be there or that you don't deserve to be there. And I think that helps with with playing and, and learning from the guys and learning how they act and practice and go about their business throughout the day. So if I can just soak up a little bit of what they're doing and, and how they're doing it, it's going to help me a lot. Tito has always said it's one of his favorite parts of spring training is the last three innings of games because <laughs> he gets to see some young guys who are, are just so excited to be there and uh, when you hear stuff like that what does that mean to you that here's this hall of fame to be manager uh speaking in those terms about the young guys yeah it it means a lot to me because you know you're sitting there and you're watching those guys for you know as long as they want to be in the game and uh, you know in those late innings when the score might be 10 to 0 but you know you run the bases hard tito will get up out of his seat and tell you a way to run the bases and so you know that he's watching and he cares about what you're doing even though you know you the big league guys are out of the dugout and it's you know you might not think it's as important but to him every little thing that you're doing is just as important as what happens in the first seven innings so you know you get a lot of you know it makes you want to work hard I think in my mind like it makes you want to go after it and, and be your best and give a good first impression and having his support and the rest of the coaches to have support in the dugout means a lot. Last season you spent at single A ball, Stephen Kwan, not that far removed from, from where you are now, and he's in the major leagues. When you see stories like that, how much do you follow that kind of thing in the organization and think, you know what, if, if I do my job, that could be me, maybe not that far down the road. Yeah, I mean, seeing Stephen Kwan's success is, you know, it's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, being around him for a couple of years when he wasn't a major leaguer and, you know, at the level he's at now, you could kind of tell that, you know, he, he was going to be great once he got his opportunity. And seeing how he made that jump and had so much success gives a lot of guys, you know, in the minor leagues a lot of hope and just knowing that, 
you know, you don't always have to be the biggest name or the biggest guy on the field, but if you do your work and day in and day out and you're going to have those opportunities, like Cleveland is a great team for, you know, giving their guys their opportunities. And so it, it makes you want to work a little bit harder every day and just believe in yourself. I mean, that guy bet on himself more than anybody else. And so it's, uh, it's a good opportunity to see that and see that that could come for some other guys around the world. A little background on Petey Halpin. You're in the 2020 draft. You get drafted in a draft that only had five rounds out of high school. Uh, were you surprised it went that way? And uh, as you look back on it, what did that mean to you to, to be a part of that draft when a lot of really good players just, it wasn't long enough for them to get drafted? Yeah, the 2020 draft, I mean, the whole 2020 year was crazy, right? Everyone had to deal with a lot of adversity and overcome a lot of things that we've never had to deal with before. I mean, it was always my goal to and dream to play professional baseball and for Cleveland to, you know, give me that opportunity and give me that chance really meant a lot. You know, it, I know that they're always going to be in my corner and they're always going to you know, look out for me and want me to succeed and do the best that I can do, which they do with every player drafted in any class. But uh, being part of that small group, I think, means uh, it means a lot knowing that, you know, Cleveland's always going to, like, have a special place in my heart, I guess, for the, you know, the team that drafts me and the team that I'm trying to play and win a, you know, World Series with. But, uh, you know, it it's a, it's a tight-knit group in that, you know that draft class, and it's uh, it's what I you know it's just a way in the door to accomplish what I want to accomplish in my career. Keep an eye on Petey Halpin as uh, he was at that high A level a year ago, had a solid season with Lake County, and it'll be interesting to see where he begins 2023. But certainly starting to make some nice progress up the minor league ladder. Stay with us when we come back. It's our final segment. We'll hear from. Rookie of the Year candidate a year ago, and man, does he seem poised to have a big season this year, outfielder Stephen Kwan. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment of Guardians Weekly as we join you from Guardian Spring Training in beautiful Goodyear, Arizona, where the weather has uh, been really nice now for a while, albeit with a hiccup on Wednesday, a rare rain out down here. That happened, and uh, no game on Wednesday night that uh, the Guardians were scheduled for. But it looks like the rest of the way, pristine weather out here in Arizona with uh, crisp temperatures in the low 70s, sunshine, and that low humidity that everyone enjoys out in this part of the country, especially this time of year. 
And a young man getting ready for his second major league season is Stephen Kwan. What a rookie year last year for Kwan, who batted 298 with six home runs and 52 runs driven in, stole 19 bases, won a gold glove for his outstanding defensive play in left field, and uh, he is back chomping at the bit, ready to go, and it looks in midseason form in these exhibition games with that good contact approach, uh, picking up his base hits, and uh, really seems to be pointed toward a big 2023 season. We had a chance to visit with him not too long ago in the, uh, here in camp, and uh, he says things are, are pointing in a real positive direction in what has been a very different spring for him compared to a year ago. Um, things are definitely a lot more comfortable this year. I actually know uh, all the staff's name, all the chef's names. Um, I understand the schedules now. I'm not getting lost everywhere on the field. Um, definitely a lot more familiar than last year. But, and when you look at where you stand with a, a season under your belt in the major leagues, a great rookie season. Um, thought process coming in this year as opposed to a year ago when you were just trying to make the club. Yeah, I think uh, it's easy to kind of feel comfortable in those positions. And I know it's, it's earned with experience, but um, I think it's important to just try to keep that chip on the shoulder, try to keep uh, motivation high, never get too comfortable. Um, I know if you get too comfortable, that's when things kind of start, you know, the walls start closing in. So I think just trying to stay hungry and keep it going is, is going to be important. And that may speak to some extent to your mental approach to the, to the game. Uh, physically, obviously, numbers-wise, you, you put up some great stuff a year ago. But uh, explain how that mental side of it comes in for you that allows you to, to, to be your best on the field. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely important. Uh, last year was, was obviously a whirlwind, um, a lot of new experiences, um, just a lot of new, a lot, of, a lot of life coming at you. Um, and it was overwhelming at times, I would say. Um, trying to make some time for myself, I think was really important. I was spreading myself too thin, um, trying to appease too many people. I think that was really weighing down on me. So kind of having that year under my belt is really, really important for me. Um, keeping those that are close to me, close to me, um, and appreciating them, being grateful for them. I think I just continue to do that and things will, will fall into place. Is there any way you can prepare for that stuff, or do you have to live it to, no, to really see? No, no way. There's no way to, to, to prepare it. I think my mind, like my wildest dreams could have prepared me for how that was all going to play out. Like I couldn't have been more dramatic in my head than when it saw in front of you. It was just, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Um, but, you know, luckily I had my really good friends around me, good vets there, good coaches. Um, thankfully we made it out. It's interesting because your approach at the plate, that the good contact and um, – and that's where it starts, uh, became kind of a theme for the team offensively. Did you ever think about that as it was developing and people started talking about how the Guardians were kind of a throwback team in terms of contact? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, obviously, I've always been a contact guy just because I don't really have the ability to hit those home runs whenever I want. Um, but it was cool. Like, I remember Hedgie was kind of talking to me and saying, like, you know, this is cool baseball, man. Like, we're going we're gonna to do something different. We're going to make teams work for it. Um, so much of the game has turned into home runs or strikeout. And, if you put a little pressure on defenses, you know, crazy things can happen. So that was a cool development throughout the year. So you, you have a little time off. Um, what did you do? To, do you like to get away from the game a little bit? Or do you yeah. need to after a long season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't, I didn't look at a baseball for probably a month after a season ended. Um, I think I, I said it before. I, I woke up at like noon every day, ate whatever I wanted, played every video game that I wanted, um, <laughs> just did whatever, hung out with people I wanted. Um, try not to think about baseball. I think it's obviously I love baseball, but at some point, like when you play so much, it becomes your job. So I think it's important to kind of put a little space in between it. You know, playing games, talking to different people, um, went on some vacations. I felt like after vacation I went on in December, I was able to kind of 
close a chapter on that year and then come back and be like, okay, like I can get excited about next year and then come back with some with some passion. And oh, by the way, you win a gold glove, um, which we talk so much about the offensive side of it. What did that mean to you? Yeah, that was, that was truly special. Um, my brother and my dad always said defense never slumps or should never slump. Um, and I took that with a lot of pride. I, I, I never was a big, like, again, power guy, contact guy. Um, I always had to kind of pride myself on base running and defense. So to be recognized for the defense is, is, is really cool. Uh, this team has pretty high expectations, as they should, going into the season. Uh, what's it been like in spring training as you get ready for this season and, and think about what could potentially be here? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I think everybody's been doing a really good job of kind of stressing us. We don't need to do what we did last year. We don't need to be the team that we were last year. Like, we just need to focus on where we are right now, being the players we can be this year, and then moving forward. Um, I think it's easy to kind of look into the future and be like, okay, maybe we should we should win this many games, or we should be here by this time. Um, I think we've done a really good job of just kind of taking it day by day. I mean, we got to get through spring training first. got to get that first month, um, and then things will kind of fall into place, and we'll see where, where things end up. And Stephen Kwan, a young man who has become one of the bright young stars in Major League Baseball, and he certainly seems poised for a big season in 2023. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for tuning in from spring training as we join you one more time next weekend from Guardians Camp here in Goodyear. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show. And until next week, this is Jim Rosenhaus reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.